Hey guys, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. This is number 56. Hot Hi, dog. Mike. This is Massey. What's up? I'm back in the chair. I gave my chair up to Dan Mullen last week. Just want to say thank you to Dan Absolutely. for coming out. Thanks, Dan. Thank you guys for watching it. Let us know what you think. Comment, subscribe, like. Really, guys, it's something that, that helps propel us forward. Even if you just take five seconds to tell somebody about the Self-Evident Podcast. You're doing channel. us a favor. Yep, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, be sure to leave reviews on Spotify, on SoundCloud, right? Give Apple, us the five stars. Apple Podcast. You, you know, that helps propel us forward too. If you think this message is important, well, maybe you should share it. Share I'm it. I'm just thinking. And if you go to theselfevidenttruth.com, which is going to be having an awesome overhaul here soon, sure. uh, you can go ahead and donate to us and we can continue this podcast to continue it going because we need to continue it because i use continue a lot so let's continue let's continue man we got a lot of stuff to cover today again thank you dan last week for uh what what your story is and what it is and what we've already talked about doing a possible series on this like people who have fought blood and died for our freedom we just watched harriet last night harriet tubman the movie yeah uh the new one that came out and uh it was it was so beautifully done i you know the the idea that uh, slavery existed. I'm going to go with this, and we can yeah, kind of hop no, into that. Go for it. But the idea that slavery existed is is asinine to anyone. We, I mean, the 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 idea of the the the, the national sin that was this black mark of slavery, yeah. not to mention the black mark of 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 uh, oppression, basically, even to governments. You know how like governments were oppressing the people and yeah. like not hearing their rights, and it was subsequently done to the blacks as well, and you know other minority groups as well, and. Again, there was so many things that were happening at that time, but to see the, this this story beautifully done, uh, what courage it yeah. took uh, Harriet uh, Tubman to free these slaves. It was like some almost eight hundred, I think it was by the time she was uh, finished, or eight hundred eight hundred twenty five. I think it was the math, uh, something along those lines. And uh, she says this line. I mean, so so she she ended up going from Maryland to New York, and Maryland to New York, and picking up you know slaves, and then they. They would take a bunch of slaves up to, to Canada because, you know, the states were passing those yeah. laws, basically, uh, you know, that, that that their owners had rights over them still, no matter what. Even if they were considered free, they could still uh, claim them. Basically, it was kind of the law. I forgot the name of it. And so she she's meeting with all these different, uh, you know, blacks and, and, and whites and, you know, the abolitionists. They're like, hey, yeah. man, we, we're created the Underground Railroad. How are we going to do this? And they were like debating on how far they should go. And we don't want to do this and we don't want to do that. And she just gets up in front of everybody and just belts it. She just belts this beautiful speech. And it was basically to this, the gist of this. She said, most of you blacks in here were born free. Hmm. You have no idea what it's like to be a slave. You don't have any idea what it's like to be raped as a kid before the blood. She goes, you don't have any idea what it's like to be whooped and beaten, uh, to see your parents killed. I mean, you don't have any idea. That's why she goes, I'm willing to give my final breath to end this monster called slavery. And she did. I mean, she 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 died when she was 91, you know, yeah. and like it's that same idea that we have to continue. Most of us were born into freedom. We didn't have to deal with what the World War Two veterans did or the World War One veterans did or the Revolutionary War did. Or we didn't see the Civil War. We didn't partake with the, the, the slaves who were trying to fight for their freedom. We didn't see the cost of freedom in a lot of ways. Yeah. And here we are, like trying to debate with politicians and try to do politics to get what we want across where it's like we're still killing babies, man. We're still seeing government run amok and spend a ton of money. We're still seeing uh, uh, the now flat out. They're not Democrat. They're socialists. These guys are a get. They're anti-constitutional. They're anti-American is what they are. 
and they're running in these parties and we're literally applauding them yeah. because we didn't teach our kids about liberty and freedom. We didn't teach them the price. We didn't teach them the Constitution. We didn't teach them. We taught them emotionalism. We taught them tribalism. We taught them things like, hey, whatever you feel is good, you do it. And you know what happens with that? Destruction. And that's what we're seeing today. And so the more I watched that video, it was like, I mean, first off, it was like a five-star video. Everybody should watch it. Everybody should watch it. It's pretty unbelievable. And she talks about, too, uh, like how God speaks to her, really ministered to us, like very, very powerful. Yeah, Carrie was telling me a little bit about that, which we were talking about. How you don't get that in the education system? Totally, you really don't get this description of her as a Christian, as as somebody hearing who's, the voice of God, prophetic or having visions. Because of course, you know a lot of people. Are, oh yeah, right. But l- let's say the account's true, which it is. You have somebody who's following the Lord. The Lord is literally telling her, "Don't, don't go, go this here. way. Yep. Go this way. Unbelievable. Don't do that." And Carrie was telling me that she didn't lose a single person that she set out to Dude, save, right? Unreal. That's uh, having a hundred percent success rate <laughs> in that type of situation. You can trust that. You could trust that. You yeah. Know? And and that's we need to remember that because that that's showing look, God doesn't like oppression. God no, doesn't dude. like slavery. God it, does not like this process. And doesn't and, it prove, too, that if you're willing to submit to him and listen to his voice, he's the one that does the delivering? Yeah. What I found funny, too, was even the enemies of her, Harriet, like the, the her former slave owner, uh, I don't even like calling him that. That just sounds gross to me. Yeah. Her former supposed owner, right? Because uh, no man owns anybody. Oppressor. You know? yeah, yeah, the oppressor. That's exactly right. All those who were against her started calling her Moses. Listen hmm. to how spiritual that is. Her, her enemies were calling her the deliverer. Wow. One drawn out of many waters. The enemies were calling her the deliverer, Moses. Now, when you're, even your enemies are naming you as Moses, you're probably, you're probably of God. Right, right. <laughs> Second, if you know that it's Moses that delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt and Pharaoh lost... You shouldn't probably try to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so why, you're gonna, why buck against yeah, it? Yeah, you're bucking you know? against the Lord, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the the, the, the owner, of the, I'm, I'm giving a lot of information. You guys just got to watch it. It'll put all this into context. Finally, her supposed oppressor uh, finds her, and she's got him where she could kill him. She's got him right there. And he's like, if you would have just listened to me, you'd be on my property right now, and you'd be free, or you would be working the land, if you wouldn't be such rebellious, if you wouldn't be this and this. And she's like... I'm free though. Yeah. I'm not under you. Just like the manipulation, right? Yeah. Think about how politicians work today. If you, if you just, just tow the line, if you're either just a Republican or a Democrat, if you just follow us, we know how to get to the end. And yet we still see the rights of man eroded. Yep. For the sake of utopia that'll and never come. Dude. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a few candidates today in the electoral college. This is ridiculous. I mean, seriously, just some of these positions are grossly unbelievable, according yeah. to the Constitution. And so what we've done is is we decided that we were going to do an electoral update or, or an election course, update yep. in the Electoral College yep. um, because there's a lot of discussion, obviously, about the Electoral College. You know, 2016, Trump did not win the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College. And so 
when it happens, yeah, let's of do course, this. then it then it raises up. Yeah. So which would you rather do? You want to do election update or let's do an election college? update first and then All talk right. about the college. And I think the reason is because a lot of people have questions as to how that works. Why did uh, Trump lose the popular vote? Which the, I think the same thing happened to President Bush. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Bush lost the popular by like 500,000 votes. Right. And he won the Electoral College. And we'll tell you how that works and why it's important to have that as a safeguard in the Constitution. What the Democrats are trying to get rid of is going to hurt them in the end. Yeah. It will hurt them. Trust me. It'll hurt you. If you try to upend something like that, it's going to hurt you in the end. You know what? And it's for temporal gain that you're looking for. Listen to me. Which happens every time. Every you time. notice every time. Gun it's always control. Short, short term, quick wins that they're trying to get. And it always backfires on them. And then they complain and whine about it a couple of years down the road when it backfires right. on them. Right. But anyways, let's move on. Let's do it. Let's get into the election updates. So at this point. As of February 19th. February 19th. Right now. So... We're looking at the primaries. Right now, what we've got is Bernie Sanders. He's at 24% on the national polling average. This uh, is according to the New York Times, by the way. Yep. Because uh, we're not against sources. <laughs> we're not like trying to pick the conservative <laughs> ones, right? Yeah, exactly. And who knows Democrats better than the New York Times, right? Bingo. Boom. Uh, he's got 21 pledged delegates. Biden right now is at about 23% polling average. Which he dropped. He's dropping. He's got six pledged delegates. And then Warren is 14% polling average. She's got eight pledged delegates. And then Bloomberg stuff hasn't the really... Scales. Yeah, he hasn't come in yet. <laughs> um, he's really buying his way into this he, whole thing. Dude, he's throwing his own he cash. Is. I mean, you can respect that part, but... You know what? It's, it's, it's all money, though. Dude, it is, it is going to crack me up if he gets the nomination... And all of a sudden, all these people who have been talking against millionaires and billionaires for yeah. the past four years. Your dude years just bought and, an election. Yeah, yeah, how Trump is this billionaire businessman. And, <laughs> oh, wait, your candidate's a billionaire businessman. Go figure. But shouldn't you say that to them, that that's hypocrisy? Oh, it's dude, totally. Seriously, yeah. you're willing to have this dude run just because he's against Trump. You you know his past record. He said some crazy things about women, I believe. Yeah. Uh, some different things. Racist stuff. Racist and- stuff. And you're willing to prop him up because he he's he's going to put his own money in. So you're literally letting him buy an election. He he really is right now trying to buy his spot. That's hypocrisy, dude. <laughs> it's hypocrisy. Go ahead, keep going. So, I'm sorry. so then we got Buttigieg, and when Massey and I were talking before we started, we were we were talking about it, it's coming down. It seems like, and a lot of news coverage is coming down to Buttigieg and Sanders. And I think there's an important reason for that. And he and I actually disagree a little bit on this, bit. which it'll it'll make good fodder for this. Um, but right now, Buttigieg is at about 9% national polling average, um, but he has 22 pledged delegates, which is actually more than Sanders at the moment. Um, if you look at individual contributions, Buttigieg comes in second with $76.2 million, while Sanders is first with $95.9 million. That blows my mind, it does. by the way, that number. like. Sanders has almost pulled in $100 million worth of contributions. He's against millionaires and billionaires. Unless they pay. (laughs) So here, but just look at the order of this for a minute. Could we? Shall we? Yeah. You notice how it should be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Yep. Look where they buried Buttigieg or whatever his name is, Buttigieg? Uh, Whatever his name? Buttigieg. Buttigieg, that's right. I keep screwing up his name. No matter how I... Guys, I've said his name wrong (laughs) since he started this whole thing. So it's not that I don't know about him. I just always say his name wrong. Crowder calls him boot gig or butt gig. (laughs) Butt gig. (laughs) Butt gig. 
It's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> that is, I'm sorry. That's so, right. so Buttigieg. But if you were to see this, if you guys could see this, maybe you could put an image up. Yeah. They have these guys lined up, and Elizabeth Warren is somehow above Pete uh, Buttigieg or whatever his name is. Buttigieg. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and then Bloomberg's above him, and he's not even scaling right now. Yeah. But the national polling average gives Buttigieg nothing. Yeah, he's 9%. Literally, like, literally. But he's number three on weekly news coverage. Yeah. And so we're looking at his numbers. He's second in fundraising right now on these guys, and he's still listed number five. But he's listed number three in media coverage, right? Uh, Biden, he's he's above Elizabeth Warren, and she's still relevant somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going on. She ain't Did, got the money he does. No, you're absolutely right, and that's a good point is this weekly news coverage. They're shaping this. They really totally. are. Obviously, Biden's totally. going to be one of the top ones that's covered because Biden's a holdover from Obama. A lot... This is not conspiracy theory. This is just true. A lot of the media were just Obama lovers. They totally. loved that administration. How, I mean, how could he? He was a, he was a good talker. I mean, he's, he's yeah, a he's nice a, guy. Elegant guy and, and charismatic, yeah. smooth. Yeah. And Dude, I would have sat down with him and talked yeah. with him. I would have. Yeah, and probably would have gotten into a lot of disagreement with him. But probably, and he probably would have welcomed it. Yeah, but... Biden was a part of the administration. So now you've got all the new news media coverage going, well, Biden's our guy because he's establishment. He's an Obama holdover. He's he's supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Like supposedly sane, although he seems to be slipping into senility. Allegedly, I have Straight to say up. that because otherwise we'll get sued somehow. Somehow. Right. So Biden's slipping. Obviously, everybody's watching these gaffes. And but the news media is still propping this guy up when really Sanders is is the name on everybody's lips as far as the Democrats. Um, and Massey and I were arguing, or not arguing, but discussing, is is Buttigieg really a viable candidate? Is he is he a threat to Sanders' nomination? My my whole take, my whole take on that whole thing is this. I believe if Sanders wins and continues to win, Buttigieg will have his people pledge to him. That's what I believe. He won't continue to fight because they're they're trying to present a united front against Trump. Yeah. So no matter what, even if Sanders continues to poll the way he's polling, they're gonna they're gonna concede to him because they just want to defeat Trump. That's what yeah. they want to do. And and my my stance on this is that with Buttigieg, I think he looks moderate enough to the masses yeah. that the Democrat establishment will probably get behind him. What what I kind of foresee happening is what happened to Sanders in 2016. They already tried to do it in Iowa. You know, it's like, like refresh my memory on that. I didn't read so, a lot about so it. Iowa was was just a cluster in, in all of it. So I guess I can't say that they were just going for Sanders, but it was a cluster, man. Like but he was the effect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you notice this this resistance to Sanders for most of the media and most of the Democrat establishment. Why? I think because he's pure socialist and, Dude, and they he is know extreme. it's not palatable for a lot of people. Now, that being said, I think socialism is a lot more palatable for the American public now than it was for, for 10 the years young. ago. For the young. Yeah, absolutely. I think 30 and under. So actually, one of our friends had posted something on Facebook. This is a bit of an aside, but basically saying that socialism, it, it's not... Basically, it's not really a threat, and the Democrat Party is is just falling apart, and you know socialism isn't really a threat. And I disagree with that sentiment because of exactly that. You have a lot of new voters coming into the rolls that they see socialism as something great. 
they say to, that you know they see all these other countries with nationalized healthcare, yeah, and they go, well, why can't we have that? Yeah, yeah, and let's give a little hope and context to that. I mean, I think, and there's some friends that that watch the podcast that I, that have been on our podcast, have been on theirs that don't agree with me on this next statement. Uh, groups like Turning Point have done so well yeah. to go on college campuses. Now, you may not agree with everything they do or how they do it or how they market. And yeah, they're Trump bots and all these other things. That's fine, but they're literally getting young people to think non-socialistic now yeah. are some of the republican platforms still social yes I, I agree with you but we have to start and we have to be the ones that that can't let off the gas either yeah. so you got to have the ones who introduced them it's kind of like church right we have some churches here that you know like ours is very charismatic and spirit-filled yeah. all these things we believe in the gifts we believe in healing we believe in miracles all these things um and and we're, we're cool about it we're normal about it we're not crazy we're not yeah. jumping off of chairs or anything like that we're not throwing people up against walls and nothing like we just believe the power of God and it works. There's other churches that are more elementary. They just they, they talk about the gospel and they get you on the path to Christ. There's some in the party or there's some in conservative movements that want to get their foot in the door with these guys. And then it takes the rest of us who actually know the Constitution to teach them that. Yeah. So it takes all of us. It takes the body, right? Yep. Not all can be a foot or a hand, the Bible says, in spiritual giftings or, or in our spiritual positions in, in the kingdom. Not all can be the hand, not all can be the foot, but we all work together. Yep. And we can't keep knocking people. And so, yeah, they're opportunists. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying any one person says that. I'm saying that people can say that they're opportunists. Yeah, I mean they're they, taking advantage of an opportunity. They are, and, and, and <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> well, go with that, right? They're, they're winning. They're at least going on the college campuses and doing it. That and that would be you know my I mean? question. They're doing it. Who who else is really having an effect, dude? Th- they, there there are maybe a handful of groups that are really having an yeah. effect, like they are. I'm not gonna. Yeah, they might be Trump bots. They might be more establishment Republican, whatever. Sure. Okay, at least it's a start because if totally. we're looking at college campuses, you, oh, I mean, man. think about socialism. That didn't start like, hey, go to socialism. This was a progressive movement from what the, the 30s, 40s, and on. It was, you know, and then all of a sudden you have the the the, you know, the hippie movement, the 60s era, that you know, partly the 50s, which is still kind of conservative. The 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Then they became professors, and then now our colleges are really into that socialist movement, and, right? And here we are with this generation of kids who. Basically think socialism is cool. It's okay. We've got the money that's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I actually had somebody disagree with me on this. And they had said, I, I had said how socialist and how extreme liberal our college campuses are. And now I don't really think that's true. Not. I don't think that's true. Of course that's, not. That's, you know, it's not that bad. 39% of colleges have zero Republican professors. And here, 40% of our colleges in America have no Republican professors. Think about it. And I bet you out of those, how many of those are Ivy League? (laughs) No, I'm serious. The sought out prominent ones, the Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons, you know, the the real coveted ones, right? The Ithacas and all these things, like the prominent colleges that people want to go to, right? Or the UCLA's. Who knows where where, where we are in, in this whole grand scheme of things? But you look at what is being taught. Well, who was it that said that? Was it Lincoln? I know it was a preacher that uh, it was Wesley, I believe it was, that said John Wesley when he said, what well, one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. Yeah. Well, we allow children to be taught. Literally, Abraham Lincoln said that. What's ta- the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. And that's exactly. exactly what you're seeing today. This is the reason we get so excited about talking about this. Not because, to me, the Constitution should be talked about. It's a, it's a document, and we want to stand. Why in the heck would we stand for a document that doesn't mean anything? 
Why would I be a pastor and a Christian talking about these issues? Do you know why? Because we have the freest country in the world. And the reason we have it is because people fought for freedom. This thing, this liberty idea. I prefer dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery any day. I am tired of people telling me here. I just saw Elizabeth Warren do an interview here just recently. And she said, when it comes to a woman's right to choose, that is between her and a physician. And it's it's her choice. It's her body. I want government out of that decision because I love freedom. Really? Boy, then why isn't selective. Well, why isn't government out of my, my right to buy a gun? Why isn't government out of my right to own my own property or for me to make my own wages? Why isn't government let me let me not vaccinate my kids if I choose to do that? Why isn't government why are they intruding in my business when I go get a bank account for God's sake or go on a plane these days? You don't want freedom for that, but you want freedom for a woman to kill her baby? I don't blame the women for killing. Them. I blame that. Yeah, they know what they're doing, dude. That's why this is exciting to talk about because liberty under God works. The same thing with Harriet Tubman. She listened to the voice of God. Now, will it happen like that all the time? No. But look at a guy like George Washington, who sat and submitted to the things of God. Adams, Jefferson, all these guys. Yes, mistake-filled men. So was Harriet. She'll, she probably would have told you that, right? But look what they did with the voice of God. Look what they did obeying God, yeah. right? Yeah. So to get weird segue, but <laughs> to get back into it. Um, so we've got Sanders, we've got Buttigieg. Now, now your whole point is like this idea of freedom, right? And Buttigieg is, is pointed out as this moderate. And I think that's a real mistake to make. And it's something that I believe is, is it's on purpose. This is, this is for a reason that he's being painted as this moderate because you've got Sanders who everybody knows is a socialist. Everybody knows is, is extreme in his views. He wants universal health care. He wants free college for everybody. He wants housing for everybody. Right. And, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But Buttigieg is always painted as this moderate, this level headed guy, this, this middle of the road, more establishment, tasteful guy. Cause um, he's new. He's new. And and he's Harvard trained, right? He has a Harvard degree. He's a veteran, dude. Yeah, he's he's small town that. America type guy. Yeah, Illinois. He was a Hoosier. Uh, Indiana. Oh, I'm sorry, Indiana. Indiana. Yep. And he's he fits the identity politics profile because he would be the first gay president. Um, so he really ticks a lot of marks, and he he reminds people of Obama. And he's been compared to Obama a lot. He's well spoken. He's he's except he's fairly white. charismatic. <laughs> except he's white. Except he's white. So which Obama was half white. But is no. What I'm saying is this whole identity <laughs> politics. So they're not going to push that he's not black. Yeah. They're going to push that he's gay. Yep. And that this would be great for for office. Right. This would be great for yep. us to have an office. Diversity. They yep. say. Yep. He'll he'll tick the marks. Right. The thing is, the guy is extreme. Hundred percent. Right. And and there was a quote I had wanted you to read from his website. Um, yeah. So this is this is on Pete 2020. This is his uh, Pete for America site. Just listen to how this is phrased, because he's talking about hope and what he did as mayor and four hundred million dollars in private investments to the downtown and South Bend and all these things. Poverty fell during his first term. Pete took a leave of absence to deploy to Afghanistan. God bless you, bro. Thanks for what you did for our country. I really mean yeah, that. Absolutely. I really I really do respect we, that. We may I disagree do. completely on politics, but we Dude. are thankful for your service. Dude, fighting for a nation, bro, that takes yeah. a lot. Good for him. This is where it gets sticky for me, okay? From stagnant wages to climate change, from the rise of gun violence and white nationalism, we are facing urgent national crises. 
every single time. It's these, oh my gosh, fear, 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 crises, 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 if we don't do something. So we talk about the beauty, like Sanders says, you know, we want this country to be open for all and safe for all, but you're the first one to tear it down mm -hmm. at every turn, right? You were just talking about how, how wonderful you did, you know, as mayor and all these other things and, you know, what you did. In, 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 but then all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, we have a crisis. White nationalism, bro. Yeah. Like, think about this. Like, and we'll go through some of his policies in a minute. But you're going to see, dude, it's all about black and black and black this and black that and black. Fine. I'm totally cool with that. I want to learn more about black history myself. I studied actually plaques in, in my office. That, that I love Martin Luther King. I studied Mar Malcolm X. I studied these movements because I wanted to see, like, what did they do and how did they do it? How did they become successful? Um, why is it that uh, we never hear about Re uh, Ralph Abernathy? We don't hear about Andrew Young much. You know, Sam Kyle, all these guys that march with Martin Luther King. Yeah. We don't hear about them much. You know, we here and there, but we don't really hear about them. And uh, so w why I brought that up is because you don't hear anything about Hispanics or Asians or India or Hindu people or... Anything like that. It's just this idea about, man, if we can just cater to the larger base in America, we'll get the votes. And this is what's crazy is this crisis thing. Everything is a crisis. And I'm not saying it's just Pete. I'm not saying it's just Sanders. I'm saying it's on both sides. And it's got to stop. Yeah. It's got to stop. Go Absolutely. Um, so let's get a little bit into the issues, too, because this this points out where this guy is actually standing. So I'm going to actually do the economy first. <clears throat> Go for it. Um, so he talks about the whole rising tide, GDP went up, you know, how the, the economy stagnated, uh, the workers, you know, systematically silenced. And he says, our economy has been tilted towards the wealthy and away from the middle and working class because the people in power designed our laws and policies that way. Socialism. Exactly. That's especially true when it comes to workers of color and women who have historically been undervalued and excluded in the workplace. To ensure every American has a fair shot. That has to change. As we enter into a new American era, it's time we restored fairness and balance to our economy so that every American can share in our country's growth. Fairness and balance. That's controlled economy. Socialism. And, 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 and not just government being an arbiter of justice within the economy, but the government having its hands fully into the economy and determining oh, well, we need more balance here, we need more fairness here, socialism. Funny how it's the rich white people, basically, always who have kept women oppressed, even though they're white, have kept women oppressed because somehow all white men are so sexist, especially if you're a rich white man, and they kept black people down, especially if you're a rich white man, which is unprovable. I had this debate, I'm not even going to talk about it, actually. Don't bring object or subjective arguments in an objective field. Okay, he can think climate change is a, is a worldwide crisis. I don't think so. No. So what? Like, that is not fact. And you pin yourself on these things. Let's go with this for a minute. Let's yeah, talk about this national it. economy stuff, yeah. right? Do I believe that there's rich people out there, rich white people? Yeah. I respect the heck out of Mark Cuban. Absolutely. I don't, I, I don't know if I would... I don't know how I would get along with him. I don't, I don't know him very well. But you respect the guy who can work and bust his butt. Mm -hmm. uh, seven. What did he? He slept on, on on his friends' couches and ate ramen noodles. Uh, Gary V. A lot of these guys that are that are the Tony per, Tony Robbins, um, rich dudes, right? Um, I respect them. Bill Gates. You got to respect the hustle, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Respect the hustle. What they did. 
But you're going to say they got their wealth because they stepped on people. Okay. That's that's subjective. Yeah, that and that's a real generalization. It is total generalization. That's what I'm trying to know? say. It's like, a generalized statement. You because now you're determining that they're all evil and they they've only made it to the top because they crushed innocent people. That's the idea that it always gets put across is that it's innocent people who got crushed on the person's way up the chain, which there are some who crushed plenty of innocent people. There are some who just did better than other people. They did. And they did better in the competitive market. I think too, it's like, it's easy for uh, uh, this guy who is, a, is probably wealthy in his own, right? Uh, he's got some wealth, right? As a white dude to say that I'm going to go into government and fix it all. The same, you're just as flawed as everybody else, bro. You're just as flawed. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. What makes you better than the next guy? What makes you think that you're going to, you're going to go in and do blanket? Like here, one size fits all never works. It's always uncomfortable to somebody. It's always going to disrupt something, some, something or somebody. Government was never meant to be one size fits all unless it was about your rights. Notice these guys, they always talk about the, the how bad that the poor and the people are being treated. So we want more government to make sure you're treated better. Which government was also the enforcer of Jim Crow laws <laughs> and slavery. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Do, do you not see the things that you're after right now will come back to bite you? Mm-hmm. The more government you give, the more authority you give to government, I promise you it's going to come back to bite you. You can't oppress some and not oppress all. You just can't do it. You can't. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, like the, the whole thing about moral supremacy and it's our moral duty. Tell the American people it's their moral duty, not American government. No. Not, tell, the moral, tell the people that it's their moral duty, not the government. Yeah. Listen. How many years have we had this government? 240 what? Two now? 243? Boy. It's been around I'm no that good time. At math. Right? Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> we, we've, been a, we've been an established government for this long, right? And over the last 100 years or so, maybe 90 to 100 years, we've seen government derail and derail and derail. And somehow these guys are going to fix it? Mm-hmm. After all these established laws and all the money that they're spending and all the debt that they've put us in, where is he saying he's going to pay off the national debt? How's he going to get this money? Is he going to borrow more? Is he go on the national debt? Who's going to pay for that, guys? This temporal stuff's going to destroy your kids. I don't care about... We say this often, you and I. It's not about this. It's our kids that have to yeah. live in this. It's got nothing to do with us. Bro, we're, we're, we're going to be 40 soon. Half our life is gone. Yeah. This has nothing to... This is temporal stuff, what they're saying. More money is not going to fix the problem, guys. It never has, and it never will. It still keeps getting worse. Listen to me. What, what, what did he say? We're going we're gonna to make it fair for everybody. Tell me what law is racist in intent, and let's fight it. Who, which white guy can you point to that held all these people down? Let's arrest them. It's important to point out the fact that you said racist in intent, um, because we could pull everything apart, and, and come up with reasons as to why it oppresses one person or another. So you, you, you end up tearing everything apart by using this idea of, oh, well, it's not the intent of it, but the consequence of it is racist. 
well, the consequence of anything could be considered racist That's what I'm or, saying. or sexist or it all is in the eyes of the beholder. Bro, the Bible could be used to be a, an oppressive tool. The Absolutely. constitution that was meant freedom by some has been considered oppression by others. Yeah. So, but, and that's, that's why it's so dangerous to do this stuff and say, well, we need to actively socially engineer this to make sure that everybody's yeah. taken care of. We need to actively socially, socially, socially engineer, AKA we need to force people to do what we want them to do. Yeah. No longer freedom folks. These Democrats that talk about freedom bull and don't come back at me with the whole Trump thing. I've talked about Trump too. Okay. Don't come back to me and say that stuff because it's the truth. Yeah. We've said that on both sides. <laughs> we don't want government oppression on either side. If anybody's called out Trump, it's been us. Yeah. And we have <laughs> in, been in a, a fair way. In a fair way. We're not mad at him. No. Listen, I'm not mad at Pete. He's just a flat out socialist and it'll destroy this country. And let's let's put this out. Not saying anything about his character, by the way. Well, and we don't know him. Let's put this out. Obviously, he has some type of care and love for America if he's willing to volunteer himself for mm -hmm. the army for There's the military there. or sorry navy navy uh for the military there's something there obviously he cares about yeah. the nation but the fact is the way we're what we're saying is the way he's caring for it is not going to help it it's kind of like if if you care about somebody and you keep enabling them are you actually helping them or are you ending up hindering and hurting them you know they're in some terms Care means not enabling. Um, so to wrap all this stuff up, because I would like to get into the Electoral College real quick, just because people need to know what's going on with this. Just go, just go on Pete's site yourself. Yeah, you really need to go on Pete's site and start looking at Sanders and Buttigieg. I really think they're going to be the top two. They will um, be. And, and personally, I really could see Sanders getting pushed aside again by the Democratic establishment. Maybe. And honestly, I would be more concerned about Buttigieg going up head-to-head -head against Trump than I would be Sanders. Because of the perceived. Exactly. The perception of him is much more... He's very more, calm demeanor. Yeah. He's very, like, he's not a Sanders where it looks like he'll flip out. Yep. And Sanders looks like he's going to have a heart attack on stage. I, I don't, I don't, but I don't want to <laughs> pronounce that on the dude. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to cast that on them. Like, again, it's like I can make fun of them, but I don't, that's just not... And I'm not saying you were. Yeah. I'm, I'm just very cautious about that because I don't want anybody to die. You know, what no, I mean? no. I really not. want them. You know, if but he's not saved, he needs Jesus. You absolutely. Know? I. But there is a realistic sense sure. of the guy is just not healthy. Now, this actually needs to be said. I'm sure Pete's got a, a, a really good disposition. I'm sure he's, mm -hmm. he's 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 probably a nice guy to talk to. Mad respect on being a veteran, bro. We we're not saying anything to your character. But I will say this publicly, he is dangerous to the politics of America. Yeah. He is dangerous because it's progressivism hidden under the cloak of moderation. Mm -hmm. This stuff that he's talking about is nothing but government control to the max. Even this whole thing about the Douglas plan, talking about uh, equity for all and all these things. It's like, did you realize that Frederick Douglass was a Republican? <laughs> and who, what are we supposed to reference? Oh, maybe uh, our podcast Yeah, early on. Uh, with K. Carl Smith. Yeah, he actually talks about Frederick. He wrote a book on Frederick Douglass Republicans. Uh, actually, that's what he does uh, nationally. Yeah. He speaks on this. Yeah. Which, check him out. Check, uh, K. Carl Smith's the Shout man, out. dude. He's the man. We should have him back on, actually. We need to. To talk about this guy. This guy is Pete. This Pete Buttigieg guy, Buttigieg, Buttigieg <laughs> is dangerous. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Even down to his healthcare policies, I don't really care what you guys say. I'm telling you, 
this guy is 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 beyond a progressive, yeah. it, it, and it's cloaked. He's a Bernie Sanders 2.0 in a, in a very mild manner. Yep. There's no other way to put it. And he's smart enough to, to do the Im, to know that and to do the implementing. Absolutely. Right. The, nothing in any of his plans gives power back to the people. He'll cloak it as power back to the people, but what he's really doing is saying, okay, well, government has to engineer it in order to give you power. Anything the government can give you, it can take away. Bingo. Great, great, and nice. So, Very nice. That being said, I want to quick just get into the electoral college stuff because I think this is this is something we need to pay attention to, especially with the election coming up. We have a a new I, new idea. No, it's not a new idea. We have an idea that's being pushed forward again, and this idea is states are signing on to give their electoral college votes to the winner of the popular vote. They're basically trying to do an end run around the electoral college because we won't just institute a popular vote. So right now we have 15 states signed on, about 73% of the 270 votes needed. You're going to say something? No, go ahead. Um, And that's this idea. So let's Virginia was the latest to sign on to this, which, of course... Why not, Virginia? Go for broke right just, now, right? Just reference what they just did, not listening yeah. to the American... Their, their own states. Yeah. Their, their, own, their own people in their state. What, 98% of their counties were were basically giving the middle finger to this whole gun thing? 100%. And they, they I, I can't still even remember. pushed it? Just the idea that you're there was there was how many people that marched on the Capitol mm-hmm. itself, very peaceful, yeah. that you would just vote what you voted. You are just literally not caring about the voice of the people. Yep. You're... you're, it, you're, you're opportunist in your own right yep. and and it's dangerous dude straight yeah. up dangerous it's not even constitutional constitution works for everybody dude absolutely not not and, just for some and it's it's they literally it's better to their, run their by own. principle than just the whims of man unbelievable um, unbelievable so virginia is the latest one in this whole system and what they're doing is they're saying okay whoever wins the popular vote so let's use 2016 as an example Let's say Trump won Virginia in 2016. Well, if if this gets enacted or had gotten enacted, Virginia, even if the popular vote had gone to Trump, but the popular vote of the nation had gone to Clinton, they would have given their electoral college votes to Clinton. Right. So they're going against their own population in some respects by giving their electoral college votes to whoever won the popular vote. So you're basically giving a middle finger to your own people saying, well, we don't really care what you guys want. It matters what the rest of the nation wants. And this debate goes back and forth. There's there's a lot of arguments about it, but we wanted to point this out just because this is something that you need to pay attention to. Um, and it's something you need to be on top of. And if your representatives are voting for this stuff or they're they're pushing this stuff, you need to push back. Um, and I wanted to bring up the whole counties thing. Uh, so a lot of times it gets said that you know, Clinton only won 57 counties or 48 county, uh, counties or whatever. Um, as far as the AP is concerned, which if you trust them, you don't, whatever. Um, AP says that... Trump won 2,626 counties, while Clinton took 487. Now, still, Clinton won 487 counties nationwide. Trump won 2,626. 
yet Clinton won two million more votes. Right. This is exactly why, why the, the electoral, electoral college. college is there. This this idea that that uh, I was just talking to you, and I want you to help explain this too, because I'm sure a lot of people have questions about this electoral college thing. How does it all work? And let's try to put it in simple terms. In Minnesota, many counties were red. In mm-hmm. other words, conser- Republican, conservative, whatever you want to call them. There's really three, four major cities that had kind of a blue density, like the Democrat type yeah. side. Density. So you look at it, all these counties. And I'll put up a national density. Yeah, totally, totally. Just to give you an idea of what Kind of an idea. About. You have all these counties that are literally four red mm-hmm. and four cities that are blue. Do you know why the Electoral College is necessary? Because of that. Mm-hmm. There's a whole mess of counties that aren't heard. They're just not heard. And what did you say the argument could be? That so, so a lot of people will argue, well, it's a popular vote. So it's the will of the people. My argument against that is you have much different culture in the middle of the inner city than you do out in the middle of the country. right? And I can prove this to you where you can't have an argument. What do people who are Trump supporters, middle of Alabama, middle of Georgia, get called? Right? Hillbillies, rednecks. Hillbillies, rednecks. Hicks, yeah. Hicks gun-toting, Bible-thumping. Uh, ba- basket of deplorables. Yep. How many of those people do you think live, live in the inner city? <laughs> not many. Not many. But in, and there are conservatives in the inner city. or yeah. You know, yeah, there's a few. That's not the issue. There, yeah, that's not the issue. I think, too, let's, let's kind of tag on to that a little bit. You look at some of the counties that are not equally represented by their vote. Yeah. So that's why vote p- people think their votes they're, they're disenfranchised in that regard. They they feel disenfranchised because what's the point of me voting if I know that? Let's just go with Minnesota, right? When I was living there, I can't, I don't even know what it is now. I haven't lived there in five years, but it was Minnesota or uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, St. Cloud a little bit, and then mm-hmm. Duluth, Superior yeah. kind of had well not Superior because that's Wisconsin, but Duluth kind of had a grip on it. You know those kind of areas that were very populous in the blue, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of the 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 more college type towns. And you have all these other counties that are like, well, dude, I don't want that guy. But we have more counties than what your city is, and yet we're not even being heard. Yeah. You see that? So how is it fair, you who are blue, for those red counties? Yep. Even if 100% of them voted, they still wouldn't have beat your vote because you guys had the popular vote. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. How, how cruel is that? And once again, I know we've talked about this before. It goes back to the example in California. Who gets to control the water? Well, hey, popular vote. Guess what? Los Angeles controls your water. That's right. right? And and you look at Michigan. Most of the state is red, except for Detroit, Flint, Saginaw. Guess who tends to control? They crush. Right? Yeah. Um, and he was from there, just to let yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I saw it happen. I, I actually... <laughs> Came from one of the most conservative counties in the nation. <laughs> Bro, that whole side is conservative, yeah, it's dude. Very, very conservative, very traditional. So it, they kind of, you know, war against Detroit and Saginaw and Flint. And, you know, there's kind of yeah. this battle that goes back and forth. And so Michigan can swing one way or the other, though it, it tends to swing Democrat. Uh, the reason we're bringing this up, the reason we're pointing this out is I have more faith in the constitutional system. And the people who put it forward, who really had nothing to gain or lose by setting up the electoral college system. Um, I think they saw more value in it than the popular system. Today, there's people who see advantage in going to a popular vote system. I don't... It's a temporal thing. It's a temporal thing. And we were talking about this, the the short-term wins, the temporal wins... 
right now it's what's going to help us in the next election. 100%. What's going to help us tomorrow. Hundred you know, percent. Whereas the electoral college is something that that weighs. It helps settle all this stuff down of the big waves that go back and forth because stuff goes back and forth, and the electoral college helps Absolutely. put a bul- bulwark against that. Well, too, if you look at the original way this was drafted for the electoral college. The one who got the most electoral college became president, and the second one who got the electoral college votes was the vice president. Yeah. So technically, if it was originalist in view in the way it should have been, if you think about it, <laughs> Vice President Clinton. It should have been Vice President Clinton. <laughs> Dude, they'd have been in a gridlock the whole time. Government wouldn't have would grown. Have been beautiful. Yeah, it would have it wouldn't have grown. It couldn't have. No. It couldn't have. There it, just would have been no way. You know, you know, when people complain that Congress doesn't get anything done. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Democrats get it done. They're, oh, yeah, they're pushing, yeah. man. They don't ever stop. I think, too, with the Electoral College, let's go back to that. The, the, the beauty part was that the popular vote was supposed to become where, where that sends the Electoral College into action, right? Yeah. But Trump just won the states that had more Electoral votes. Yeah. So he may have lost a popular vote, but they didn't have enough Electoral College votes, too. So he targeted those states, and yeah. he won. And there, there's been an argument that they only go to strategic states because of the electoral course, which is true, but they Hillary do. lost it. But, but I would bring that one step further and say, okay, let's go to a popular vote. Now they're just going to city centers. They're not even going to small rural, town, rural counties. Yeah. They're, they're not even making a, a stab at it because you've got what, you know, 2 million more <laughs> voters in the last election, Right. In the cities. But think about it. I wonder how many people would come out to vote in favor of a a conservative. Because probably people don't vote because they're like, my voice ain't going to be heard in Cali. Why vote? Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if they would just come out in droves, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But I don't want it to happen. I think it's fair what what it does. It's worked on both sides. Mm -hmm. It really has. It really has been even. If I'm not mistaken, Hillary won the popular vote over Barack Obama. In the nomination. In the the nomination. Yeah. 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 If I remember correctly, yeah. And so Um, there's this idea that I mean, good night. It's they weren't stupid when they wrote it. They yeah. knew what was going to happen. I don't know if they foresaw fifty states. Probably not. It was. This is way too big for a republic to be controlled. Uh, you know, in in that regard, uh, way too many moving pieces. Yeah. Way 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 too much power. Way too much delegation of power. States should have sovereignty, and they don't. Uh, which again, nullification needs to be talked about. All these things. I mean, we. Yeah, I wish we could have Chris Ann on this one, you know, with the whole nullification and stuff. She would she would crush it. But again, back to the idea of the, the Electoral College. There's a reason it's there. Uh, it's it's absolutely necessary and critical. The states right now are now usurping their authority to give government more authority. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that exactly. is scary, dude. They're, they're like, we're a state. We're going to be heard to give the federal government more power. Yeah. You're, they're killing themselves is what they're doing. Dude, yeah, they literally are killing themselves. It's consolidating power. Um, and you're noticing it, especially with the Democrat side of things. Not that Republicans don't do their share of hand and power of over course, the government. We, right? But we're talking yeah, specifically but, about this. But spe- specifically, it tends to be Democrats that are pushing this whole thing. There are some Republicans that are in... in favor of it um but if you look at the percentages in terms of of polling of democrats versus republicans after 2016 (laughs) and this is kind of the fickleness of people after 2016 republicans in support of changing electoral college to popular vote they went from 
I looked at the statistics, but it dropped down to like 16% of Republicans supported going to popular vote after 2016. Wow. <laughs> Which, of course, Democrats were like 75% want to change it. Of yeah. course. But then again, dude, we got to do a thing but, on polls. Remember we talked about yeah. polls and how skewed they are? I mean, how many polls came out that were saying uh, Trump wasn't going to win? Oh, everybody, was, everybody dude, thought Trump right? wasn't going to win. But it's these polls know? where they pull like 500 people and they're, oh, look yeah. at this national poll, you know, yeah. 97% of this, 50% of that. You know what I mean? Like they don't even, again, it's just, it's fickle. Like polls are fickle. You just got to, you got to do what God is telling you to do here in these, in these. Yeah. And it's, the use of the poll is just to get some type of pulse, pulse on what's going truth, on. They you know? Yeah. They, they say. They didn't even reference them They say 16% of Republicans. Therefore, Republicans nationwide. No, 16% of Republicans that you polled said this. Very deceptive. Very deceptive. It it can be extremely deceptive. But, you know, that's okay. We we always give out that uh, disclaimer when we're using statistics and that kind of thing. And and that's why statistics can get dangerous. But listen, that's a whole nother. On this show, I, I just want to make a couple like this point. You can you can final it because you're it's your show. It's your show, dog. <coughs> um, what what I tell you or what we're saying here on the show is purely what we've studied, and some of it is subjective. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just what we believe, and I believe God, and I believe in the one true God, the Creator of heaven and earth, the one who gave His Son Jesus Christ for your sins. I believe he sent the Holy Spirit not only to be a comforter, but to be an empower, uh, that we would do more than what Jesus did on this earth. Not that we're separating ourselves above Christ, but we would do the works of our Father. That, you could say, is subjective. I will only believe it to be true because I've experienced it. When I look at government and I look at the role that government was supposed to play in our lives, it was very limited. If you, and I'm speaking now to the original draft of the Constitution was supposed to shrink and keep small the federal government. And the state governments were supposed to have the authority and the people in those states. I'm starting to do this little study now where it's that we the people phrase was actually was talking about the states. Mm-hmm. It was we the states, not the people. That's anarchy. That's that's mob rule. It wasn't talking about a democracy there. It was talking about the states and being <laughs> a republic. And so because the federal government was supposed to guarantee each state a republican form of government. In other words, where the representation was uh, by the people were being represented. Right. And so we may throw some subjective statements, which we'll tell you is our opinion. We will tell you that yeah. when it comes to facts, we're going to say those things, too. Like th- when you come at us, oh, you don't, you don't understand. No, look, we're telling you a lot of the stuff may be our opinion sometimes. That's why it's a podcast. That's why yeah. we get to talk about this. That's why guys like Joe Rogan and you know all these guys they get to do what they do because a lot of it is their opinion. That's what they want to hear, dude. He's supporting Sanders. I completely disagree with Rogan, but I bet you any money Rogan would be pretty fun to hang out with. Absolutely for an afternoon. He he would be great. He'd be great, dude. I was to listening to, to Bill to. Maher talk to Megyn Kelly just recently here. Yeah. Dude, he made a lot of good points. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff that he says. It's like, boy, I can't disagree with you, Bill. Yeah. Now, you're you're tweaky on the liberal stuff, but dude. And one thing about Bill Maher that, especially lately, is he's really come out against this whole progressive, dude, the crazy the, social justice warrior yeah. idea. Um, and and he, the he, movement. he recognizes the danger of it. Uh-huh. And that's, man, I give him total credit for being you, willing to call it out. But see, we're, we're willing to do that. I'm willing to say, okay, Trump may be wrong. Trump may be right. We're willing to say the, the Democrats, but we'll give him props. Like Buttigieg, I want to give him props that he served our nation, yeah. that he became the mayor. Dude, that's accomplishment, man. Good for you. I don't agree with a darn thing. Matter of fact, diametrically opposite to your policies. But why can't I sit down with you and shake your hand? And get to know you a little bit. Why can't I see what makes you tick? Why do we have to do this stuff, this tribalistic crap that we do? 
instead of saying, man, you know what? Is your policies constitutional? Are your policies constitutional? Yeah. If they're not, then why are you even doing them? Why can't that? Why can't that happen? Yeah. Now, again, he's dangerous. Sanders is dangerous. Warren, dangerous. <laughs> she she, did, she flip-flops more than Clinton did to me, right? Biden. I just That whole side. But I look at some of the Republicans, too. It's like, y'all ain't even Republican. You're Democrat. You're literally socialist yourself. Yeah. Wanting more, borrow more money and do... I mean, seriously, so we're not willing, we're not saying that we're always right. What we're saying is we'll tell you our opinion, but it's our opinion too. You know what I mean? Like, so don't like, ah, I can't believe he said that. Well, I can say what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, that's why we do this. Yeah, absolutely. And but that's it's your show. <laughs> it's his podcast. All of it. Are you sure about that? Oh, every bit of it, buddy. <laughs> You're the one who comes up with the topics and stuff. You're the one coming up with vision. I'm just taking over. Half the time. <laughs> I don't mean to. I just get hot. Not like, yeah, that's conceived. Whoa, hey that's, now. That's Tell a, us more. Is, what that was a, that? is that a late night podcast? Yeah, yeah. What is, is that? that? What's that called? It's uh, conceded. Not not conceded. Uh, uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Saying that, being prideful, a little prideful statement. I'm hot. I was hot in that moment. It's like, hey, no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Hey, why am I even saying? I'm rambling right now. So, uh, <laughs> It's late. <laughs> conceded. Yeah. Conceded. There you conceded, go. Yeah. I'm a little conceded. Uh, but this is your show, but and it's, it's your our show, show too. It's our show, but your show. But it's your show too. I guess it's your show. It's your oh, oh snap! <laughs> that just happened. Bam! All right, guys. So if you have any questions, you have any thoughts, you have any comments, please leave them. Leave in them below. The, in, leave them below. Leave them on Facebook. Leave them on Twitter. Heck, come up to us on the street. Say, hey, I totally disagree with you. Or give us a phone call if you're a couple of my friends. Or do it like my mom. My mom tells me, "Mijo, tell them to leave it on the YouTube." <laughs> and before you guys say that I'm making fun of her, if she was sitting here, she would talk she, just oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, she totally. She's a sweetheart. Would. I love my mom. And your dad would start cracking up. Yeah, he would. Too. He'd He'd be start laughing. talking too fast for anybody to understand him. <laughs> I right. when Massey's dad calls. You can hear him over the phone, and mind you, Massey doesn't have him on speakerphone. You can just hear him, and you can understand about 30% of it. And you know Massey's <laughs> understanding about 35% of it. I laugh because he laughs. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's got a wonderful <laughs> gift, man. I, he's my, a great my, my guy. My dad, literally, dad. A, tor a tornado could rip through his house, and he'd, he'd giggle uh, about he'd it, man. He'd laugh. He'd giggle about it. I, I'll never forget that that. Apple dongle meme, the Mexican oh. guy laughing. It's so your dad, it's my dude. Dad, it's man. totally your dad. Yeah, I'll anyways. have to see if I can find that and pop that on this. You but should. You should. Anyways. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to leave us reviews, leave us comments, subscribe, like. Hit that bell, too. Hit the bell, right? Because Tell otherwise you won't know about it. Tell your friends. Get on BitChute. Start supporting BitChute, right? We are everywhere you need to be, so you need to be there. That's like Visa. Or yeah. everywhere you want to be. Is that, is that an endorsement? <laughs> wait, they might get mad wait. at me. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, uh, that's Weeza. We're, we're, Weeza. We're everywhere. Yeah, Weeza. We're everywhere <laughs> we want you to be. Oh, oh hey. again. All right. All right. Anyways, we love you guys. Take care. Have a great night. God bless y'all. Love you.